Do you ever wonder why some people seem to always err on the side of stringency when it's clear that the halachic authorities have allowed certain behaviors? Welcome to the Transformative Duff. My name is Rabbi Daniel Friedman. Today we are on Duff Zion, page 7 of Mori Cotton. And we ask, are all of those permissible acts ideal or are they simply concessions that we have been given and normalized over time? Welcome to the Transformative Daf, and thank you for being my Chavarissa today. I like to begin with a story. Professor Moshe Gomery is the head of the Neuroradiology Unit at Hadassah Medical Center. He once inquired of the Tzitz Eliezer, Rabbi Eliezer Waldenberg, whether he should move his home from the old city of Jerusalem to Efrat. His quandary concerned the acceptability of returning from emergency visits to the hospital on Shabbos. There was no question he could drive to the hospital in the case of Pikuach Nefesh, but once the patient had been seen to, would it be permissible to return to Efrat? He'd heard from doctors in the neighborhood that Rav Moshe Feinstein allowed driving in such a situation, but was Rav Moshe's ruling universally accepted? He asked Litzitz Eliezer. Let's look at today's Gemara. If a wall is leaning treacherously into the public thoroughfare, one may demolish it and rebuild it on Cholomoed due to the danger that it poses. Let him demolish it and remove the danger, but not rebuild it until after the festival. Says the Gemara, if that were the law, he might refrain from demolishing it. Let's analyze the Gemara. Although work is forbidden during Cholomoed, it is permissible to engage in tasks that serve to remove public dangers, such as demolishing a wall that is at risk of collapse. The Gemara tells us that not only are you allowed to demolish the wall, you can even rebuild it, because otherwise we fear that the owner might choose to assume the risk of leaving his wall as is, rather than the risk of potential theft that might take place in his property if the wall were removed but not replaced. Now you can imagine what happens next. Ruven walks past Shimon's home on Cholomod and sees him building a fence around his garden. He asks him what's going on and explains to him that he received a heter, he received permission to rebuild the fence due to the danger the old fence posed. A couple of years later, Shimon's looking at his own fence thinking it's looking a little wobbly. But who has time to fix a fence on Erev Pesach? There are so many other matters to take care of, like ironing the kittle for the Seder and buying the Afikoman presents. And anyway, I, I mean, why do I need to do it now? I can take it down during Cholmoyed and build a new one then. After all, I don't have to go into the office, and so I'll have a little more time to build a beautiful state-of-the-art piece. So he holds off into Cholmoyed and spends all day sawing and drilling and painting his gorgeous new fence. So let me ask you, was Shimon allowed to build his fence during Cholomoed? Answer is yes. The Gemara says that if the old fence is dangerous, he may demolish it and build a new one. He certainly acted in accordance with the letter of the law, but no one would suggest that he acted in accordance with the spirit of the law. You see, construction is forbidden on Cholomoed. In order to remove a situation of public danger, the rabbis offered a concession and permitted the rebuilding of a fence on Cholomoyed. At various moments throughout our personal and communal religious lives, concessions are necessary. 
Sometimes, though, we get so used to doing things a certain way that we start treating concessions as the norm or even the ideal. It's always important to remember that these are concessions and mustn't be mistakenly normalized. Right now, we're coming, please God, out of the coronavirus pandemic, during which many heterium were given, from short Yom Kippur services to less demanding requirements for Pesach supervision to porch minyanim and many others. These heterium were concessions provided under extenuating circumstances. Now, some people wonder why we can't continue to have mini Yom Kippur services or unsupervised Pesach products going forward. If it was okay then, why isn't it okay anymore? The answer is that it was always less than ideal and was only meant to be a temporary fix. Once we regained the wherewithal to do things in the ideal manner, we certainly should. Sometimes you find shuls where concessions have become so entrenched that the members believe that that's their local minhag. Such practices range from davening early on Yom Tov to davening late on Shabbos morning to davening Minchamariv early or late, depending on the time of year, to counting the Omer early. Once I visited a shul where they thought that it was fine to give a child a safer to hold and, and that way be counted as the tenth man for a minion. Now, all of these are examples of acceptable practices, but they're certainly not the ideal way of doing things. Or on a micro level, a personal level, many people live in cities where Chalav Yisrael milk is readily available, but they're not strict to keep it, and they cite Rev Moshe Feinstein as having permitted regular milk. Now, that might be true, but on more than one occasion, Rav Moshe clarified that his heter was a concession, only to be used in difficult circumstances where Chal Yisrael was unavailable. But somehow, over time, the concession became the norm. We all have mitzvahs and areas of our religious life that we have yet to work on, and that's okay. The important thing is that we don't try to convince ourselves that whatever concessions we've adopted are the ideal way of doing things. Upon being asked the question about driving home on Shabbos, Rabbi Waldenberg picked up the phone to Professor Gomery and asked him what his alternatives were. Well, said the professor, if you tell me that it's not ideal, then I'll just stay here in Jerusalem. In that case said Rabbi Waldenberg, you should stay. Rabbi Waldenberg was quick to add that those who rely on Rav Moshe's heter are entirely justified because Rav Moshe's halachic rulings are unquestionably acceptable. But, in the p- opinion of the Tzitz Eliezer, the heter remains a concession and wasn't ideal. If there are ways to return from the hospital with the assistance of a non-Jew, that would also be preferable. With many of our Gedolei HaPoskim, great halachic authorities like Rav Moshe no longer with us, it can be difficult to establish whether a particular psak was given as a lechatchila in the first instance ruling, or it was a concession. And undoubtedly, there are great authorities who would argue that even the halachas that I've mentioned are poor examples of the point I'm making. There are certainly those that maintain that for a doctor to drive home from the hospital on Shabbos or for a God-fearing Jew to eat chal of stam is perfectly lawful and legitimate and should not be viewed as concessionary practices. 
In response, let me state unequivocally that each individual must consult with his own Rav and Posek about specific halachic rulings and, and observances. I'm simply suggesting that we always need to maintain a healthy self-awareness regarding our religious behavior and not take it as a given that we're doing things in the ideal manner just because we've always done it that way. As we go through life, we need to constantly reassess and reevaluate our religious practices. And the way to do that is through constant Torah learning and a commitment to spiritual growth. Concessions are for train tickets. Let's strive for a Judaism that is the full price admission. May you forever serve Hashem in the most ideal way, wishing you a transformative day. Thank you for tuning into the Transformative Duff Podcast with Rabbi Daniel Friedman. Whether you've been doing Duff Yomi for years or you're not quite ready to commit but want to be part of the Duff Yomi global movement, there's something in the Transformative Duff for everyone. It's about joining the conversation. It's about talking over the Duff with your family, your friends, your colleagues. It means never being short of a discussion starter or a meaningful Dvar Torah. Every page of the Gemara, every word, every letter contains the secrets of the universe to achieving a life of simcha and purpose. Transform your life today. The Transformative Daf is published by Mosaica Press and available at all good Jewish bookstores and online from mosaicapress.com. Thank you, The Transformative Daf.